You are listening to Creating Phenomenal for Your Life, episode 37, The Right Answer. This is Creating Phenomenal for Your Life. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a lover of learning, a life and weight loss coach, and a family medicine doctor. This podcast is about mindset. What contributes to a life that thrives versus one that is stuck? We'll talk about many things, some related to coaching, some related to health, and some related to your questions, thoughts, and prompts. The ultimate goal of this podcast is to celebrate where we're at and give form to where we're going in our perfectly imperfect journey to a phenomenal life. And give high fives along the way. Thanks for being here. Welcome back. So we're the start of spring break. At least it's a break from the winter weather. So exciting. You know, I'm saying that from Central Texas. I can only imagine what it's been like for anywhere else. (laughs) It's been a rough winter. It's also a break from school. We're halfway through the spring semester and halfway to our trip to Portugal. Today's episode, The Right Answer. And if this was in video, I would have air quotes for right. So here it is. I'm going to give it to you. And then we can just end this episode. The right answer is yes. Or if you don't like that one, then it's no. And if that one doesn't apply, then the answer for you is maybe. And that's the right answer. It's funny how all the questions come up when we want to make a change in our lives, when we want to make a decision, when we're doing something new, all the questions, what's the right answer? A good example of this was a business seminar that I went to recently, and there were a number of people in the room, including me, that just wanted the presenter to tell us, tell us the right answer for our business. Like, tell us exactly what's going to work and how it's going to work and when it's going to work, because that's what we want to do. And in our minds, there must only be one thing. What is it? Everything I'm doing is wrong. So what's right? Because we don't want to do it wrong. And we don't want to waste anything like our time or our resources. We don't want to risk failure, so we do nothing. And we just kind of spin around in indecision. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's right. I don't know what the answer is. As though that there's some magical sign. And the days pass by. Nothing changes. Our business hasn't changed. Because we don't know the right answer. And it really perpetuates this idea that there must be a single right answer. And that we don't have access to it. Is this part of your life or your thinking? I mean, think about all the years of education that you've had, all the exams that you've taken, and there was one correct answer, like a multiple choice test. And there were some, if you look at A through E, there might be one or two that are blatantly wrong. There might be one or two that are partially right, but there's a best answer. I think that's what education reinforces. There's one answer, there's a best answer. Like my medical boards that I took a few years ago, multiple choice, eight hours of testing, one right answer for each question. (laughs) Except that's not real life. Real life is not a multiple choice question. So when you take a step back, when you look at it, like how often is there really one right answer? One way to do things. Clarity with something that's absolutely right. I would guess not very often. Like if you walk in the grocery store and you go down the wine aisle, there's like 400 types of wine. Is there one right one? There's probably several. 
And there's probably several wrong ones based on what you're looking for. So if you're looking for a sparkling wine, being over in the port wine section, it's going to be a wrong answer. But being in the champagne section and the sparkling wine section, it's going to be a lot of right answers. Is there one single one that's right? No, there are several. Recently in the clinic, I had a patient who said, I'll do whatever the right answer is. And this was regards to a medication we're using for symptom control. And here's my response. We're not going to know what the right answer is until we get there. Because the process is try something, see how it works for you, reevaluate and adjust. Either adjust to something else, adjust to a higher level, adjust to a lower level. So far I can see we don't have the wrong answer. Things are good, but I believe that things can get better. And it's about designing the pathway to get there and reevaluating along the way. That's the premise of our podcast today. When we do something we've never done before, consider that there is no right answer and there's no way to know in advance. So real life, really growing our lives, it's not a multiple choice question. There are some very wrong answers, of course. Back when I was in the military, I would talk to people in high school, people who were thinking about a life in uniform and they wanted to know, what do I need to do? Like, what are exactly the steps I need to get there? Well, let's see. What do you want to do? What activities do you want to participate in? What classes do you want to take? What jobs are available or interesting to you? Because there is no right answer. If you volunteer at a nursing home, you go check a box, get nothing out of it. That's not a right answer. If you go volunteer at a nursing home and you see the true value and beauty of service to others, people who can never repay you for what you're doing to them, with them, or for them, and you're able to express that in a deep and profound way, you're able to show the impact that it has on you and you realize the power and impact that you can have on others and you want to take that to the next level, then that was clearly the right answer. But did it need to be a nursing home? Could it be Meals on Wheels? Could it be at an animal shelter? Could it be volunteering at your school or spending extra time at your school to help out? It could be all of them. They're all the right answers. Can you see why? We also would talk about wrong answers. So there are some clearly wrong answers for those who want to join the military, or live a life of service in uniform. Being charged with a crime, drug use, underage alcohol use. And then there's some decisions that make it more difficult, maybe not impossible, but more difficult. Like pregnancy under the age of 18 makes it more difficult. So we would talk about that too. A few clearly wrong answers, some will make your life more difficult answers, and many right answers. And it's all about doing things on purpose and liking your reason for doing them, finding the value, being able to articulate it, and following through on your commitments and performing amazingly well. Speaking of Portugal, (laughs) which I enjoy speaking about, there was a lot of decision postponing in that process of deciding where to go like not wanting to make the wrong decision, believing that there's some right decisions and I've got to find the right decisions on how to spend our time, where we're going to go, what we're going to do, what's most interesting. Boy, talk about spinning around. 
And ultimately, here's what I learned. There's no way to know in advance. I have some ideas, but really until we get there and until we experience it, there's no way to know what right looks like. But we can also have the mindset that right looks like whatever we're experiencing. Because it's our trip. We've never done it before. We're creating something new. And really the way that we think about it and the way that we're able to savor it at the moment, that's what makes it right. We went to London a few years ago. And when we go back, we'll know what worked on our last trip. That may or may not be the right decision for our next trip, but it's certainly some information that we can use. But really it's about our mindset going into the trip. Because mindset is everything. I've talked about teaching medical students, pharmacy students, and recently had one that wanted to have the right answer before walking into the room, like before even seeing the patient, would see the chief complaint on a paper, like cough, and think, okay, it's probably pneumonia or bronchitis. Can you see how that could be a big problem? (laughs) Having very little information, making a lot of assumptions, creating a diagnosis, and planning a treatment before even walking in the room. This belief that there's one right answer and I have to have it right now. That's really challenging in a medical situation. But the same thinking applies in our lives. There must be an answer. I need to have it now. And we shut off any other information at times. Or on the flip side, we take in way too much information and get overwhelmed. And then we can't see anything about what's going on. Because it all starts at looking at our beliefs, especially those fixed beliefs. Do you have any of these? There is an answer. One. I don't know what it is. I can't find it. It's not going to work out. It's never going to happen. I don't know. How am I going to figure this out? Based on those questions, can you see with that thinking how finding a right answer or making a decision is difficult? Can you also see how if somebody came up to you and said, I've got a solution for you, that it could be really appealing? So imagine the student I'm working with walking into the room saying, this is bronchitis, here's your treatment plan. For someone who just wants to feel better and stop coughing, they may be completely in agreement and willing to try anything because that must be the right answer. Except neither party really knows what the right answer is. There hasn't been enough discussion. So that offer, that diagnosis, that treatment plan may very well be wrong, despite the desire of the individual to be right. So let's look. What does right look like? Because that's a place to start. It really looks like what it is that you are looking for, what you want for your experience. Is it confidence? Certainty? Hope? Enthusiasm? generosity, connection. What about those or something else? What is it that you want from or for the experience? And when you look at that, the next step is to look at how you can generate that for yourself. So let's go back to the business analogy. If I'm thinking that my business has so much to give and share, that's going to generate an experience. If I'm asking the question, what can I learn from my customers? That's going to generate an experience. If I'm thinking, I'm going to 10x my offer, that's going to generate an experience. 
because that's going to drive me to ask other questions and then to take action. So let's look at some thoughts that generate confidence. If I'm thinking that my business is so freaking awesome, everyone needs to know about it, that generates confidence, right? People need to know about this. They need to see how it applies to their lives. They need to know it's available to them too. Can you see the certainty? Or how about this one? This no longer has to be a problem in your life and here's why. Can you see how that generates hope? Here's one more. I will 10x my offer. Can you see how that generates generosity? How it comes from a place of abundance? Can you see how we generate the right answer? By looking, by creating, by really being intentional with the energy that we put into creating an answer, into creating and clarifying what it is that we're looking for, and then to have our thinking aligned with that. When we take action from that place, we're going to get results and those results become data. So if I try something and I reach zero customers, it just didn't work. Speaks nothing of my business. If I try something else and it reaches a hundred customers, hey, that's a start. Find the learning in both and then keep building. If I 10X an offer and try it out, I see who responds, why they responded, and I determine did they receive 10 times what they expected? Then I can decide if it's something to continue or tweak or not continue. So I'll ask questions from a place of confidence and courage and stop believing that failing is even a possibility. There are things that either did work or didn't work, and there's learning in both. So making the right decision means putting down fear, casting aside doubt and uncertainty, challenging your belief system that there's only one possible way or one possible decision. It's staying open to possibility and it's not tying yourself to the result. The result is data and that data will help you keep going, tweak or change course. It ultimately means believing in yourself your ability to withstand discomfort, your ability to learn and grow, believing that who you are, what you have to offer, what you're sharing, and what you want to experience is so important that it's go time now. And your mindset, that's all that determines whether something is right. So what are the steps? Clarify what you're seeking. Obtain enough information to know your options. Make a decision and like your reason for making that decision. And then collect the data that comes in. Consider that there's only one question you need to answer with a right answer. And I'm going to give it to you in the form of A or B. So question number one, A, trust yourself. B, do not trust yourself. So again, that's the only question that there's a right answer. Everything else in life is all about exploring, all about enjoying the journey, all about liking your reasons and following through and seeing what happens. When you trust yourself, you're going to generate all the positive energy to learn, try, grow, move forward, and create absolute phenomenal for your life. 
and others too. Sending you all my best, a high five, and I'll see you next time. Are you ready for coaching? Ready for more in your life? Want to see what's possible? Then message me at Facebook, Dina George MD Coaching. I look forward to hearing from you.